Hi, this is Mal. Hey, and this is Cam. And this is Their Eyes Were Watching TV, a TV and film podcast. Today, we are talking about Ready to Love. Yeah, so uh, spoilers. We're assuming that you have watched the episode. If not, pause it and come right back. Well, you, you can listen to news first and then, well, yeah, okay. and then pause it before we talk about the show. Just come back. <laughs> Please. Okay, this week in news, there's a bit of a slow news week, I feel like. It was Indeed. a bit of a, a struggle to find some things, but what I did find was Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, has shut down production until early 2022. Not because Letitia, 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 Leticia. <laughs> yes, Leticia, see. Letitia uh, <laughs> uh, Wright, who plays Shuri, um, supposedly not vaccinated, but um, that is not why production was shut down. Supposedly. Uh, supposedly she was injured doing a stunt like a month or two ago. Mm. And they had continued with production, but now it is to the point, I guess, where they can no longer continue until she is back in full health. Oh, wow. So they have halted production until the beginning of 2022. So that must mean she has a pretty major role in the film. I heard, like, she got bumped up to, like, the main character now. Which is kind of crazy. I mean, whew, I don't know what this is going to be. I mean, R.I.P. Chadwick. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm I'm intrigued to see how the franchise is gonna take off without him. I mean, I know the comic has tons of spinoffs and other Black right. Panthers besides right. him, but I ain't read the comics, so I'm, I don't know <laughs> I don't know how it's gonna go. Neither have I. Um, and yeah, I think just because you know we only had the one movie, mm. like, and he just was like t'challa you know like mm-hmm. that's that's gonna be really hard um but i'm 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 sure she'll do a great job uh, i just i wonder what they're gonna do with the story yeah we shall see hopefully yeah. the movie still comes out uh next year or you know by that is yeah 2022 i was gonna say 2023 <laughs> um so yeah hopefully uh she gets better soon yeah uh, in other news, Squid Games is actually going to get a season two. Uh, the director mm. confirmed it. Uh, previously, he had mentioned that he probably wasn't going to do another one because the first season took so much out of him. He like wrote it himself. He worked on it for, I think, like eight or ten years. Oh, wow. Um, it was really a labor of love. Um, and he basically said, season two, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> so Netflix said, we gonna help you out. You gotta know and ask for help. <laughs> I think th- I saw some statistic that said, like, it was the most watched show, so much so that I think 5% of the, like, world population has watched the show. Wow. There's just a lot, like, millions, probably, like, hundreds of millions of people. Right. Unreal. Um, but season one kind of ends in a bit of a, it leaves an opening for a season two. And a lot of people are really frustrated about it. And the director kind of goes into, he, he gave a little more detail that people saw him as like, I know you haven't seen it, right? You haven't Not seen yet. Squid Games. Uh, I know who the villain is though. Somebody told me. 
or like who, <laughs> or, oh oh okay so maybe there's something else to look forward to um uh, i mean it's a good show it 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 talks it deals a lot about like society and like mm-hmm. the system of society and a lot of people saw what happens at the end is like kind of him kind of continuing on the path of being a not so great father and the director basically said it's actually more of a critique on society that he is not necessarily seeking revenge he's trying to get to the bottom of who the ultimate villain is in okay. society who's at the top of the like pyramid right so to speak but um i'm excited season one was really really interesting so i'm i'm in- interested to see what they do with a season two uh, yeah i gotta catch up yeah i've started <laughs> Catch up. <laughs> Catch up with 5% of the world's population. Yeah, you're behind. I am. Um, moving right along. This is, you know, TV film adjacent simply because these two people were on the cast of Love and Hip Hop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which city? Uh, I think they might have been on multiple seasons, oh. actually. I think New York and Miami or maybe I'm thinking LA LA and New York okay who is this uh Stevie J and Faith Evans are shockingly getting divorced after only three years of marriage they didn't make it oh oh my god I mean is there any hope for the rest of us (laughs) next it'll be Barack and Michelle right I mean (laughs) god uh I okay I I don't know if I realized they actually got married i knew they were dating <laughs> they got married oh faith officially i don't know what she was thinking and what's <laughs> crazy is that he is divorcing her <laughs> <laughs> haven't found out the reason why yet but that is the headline i am shocked that he filed that part is shocking exactly i'm like i thought it would have been faith for sure because he Absolutely. was riding them cocktails boy right. <laughs> um so, you know, another another black couple bites the dust, oh sadly. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I hate to see black love end. <sighs> You're like, maybe not this one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they seemed genuine. They did. I'll give them that. They seemed very genuine. I'm surprised they made it that long. Like, it's been at least, like, what, four years or so? So that's after three years of marriage. Okay. So they're probably Oh, together. three years of marriage. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm low-key impressed okay (laughs) all right and finally in news um kind of circling back to the alec baldwin and the accidental shooting Mm. on the set of rust he is now calling for police to be present on set of films in in order to improve weapons safety I don't know if he knows a lot about the police. <laughs> Were you around for 2020? Because that seems like it's the worst idea. Yeah. So typically on sets they have, I think they call him like an, an armor um, or like a firearms expert mm-hmm. um, who was on set and handles the weapons. But apparently there's not any type of like formalized or like extensive training that is required for that. Oh. I think for me... 
I feel like I'd rather have, like, former military versus police, because they, I think, are a little more versed in weaponry and, like, safety and That's all a, that. As soon as, yeah, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. I, as soon as, like, you um, were t- saying thing about cops, I was like, why not former military? Like, that <laughs> seems like a much better, like, an active cop? No. <laughs> Like, are you are you kidding me? <laughs> I just feel like military people probably have like more hours required of training than Absolutely. like your average like beat cop, <laughs> right? <laughs> but whatever, maybe maybe he also meant that too. But Alec Baldwin wants more police presence on <laughs> film sets. <laughs> he does not want to defund them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, hopefully, if that becomes a thing, you can uh, you can pick who you who you want. And <laughs> I'm sure there's an application former, process. Go with, or they'll have to go through some more training or something. Because yeah, I would definitely prefer former military. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. Um, <laughs> I do know The Rock vowed to like not use real weapons on any of his like film sets moving forward. I don't get why everybody can't just do that. Like, why are we using any, like, y'all have CGI and all this extra technological shit. Like, why are we using any real weapons? Makes no sense. I don't yeah. Know. Method. <laughs> really committed to their craft. That makes me think of, um, I think it was Dustin Hoffman and maybe Lawrence Olivier, maybe? Like, when Dustin Hoffman was, like, um, a young actor. And he was like, I haven't slept in, like, three days because I'm trying to, like, get into the the character. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence Olivier was like, why don't you just try acting? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. And I need to double check because I'm pretty sure it was Lawrence Olivier. But, uh, yeah, like, that's what, like, you don't need real guns. Like, you can, you're an actor. Like, you can make them real, make them feel real. Dang, that is, woo. <laughs> so the only news i had uh this week it's not really news but house of gucci is coming out soon Mm -hmm. um father son and the house of gucci uh and gaga lady gaga and jared leto are getting some oscar buzz for their roles okay all right so i i am pretty excited to see this movie I don't understand why Jared was hired. He has like, he's unrecognizable. He has a bunch of like prosthetics mm-hmm. on. Like, why not just hire someone who <laughs> looks more like your, what you envision for this character? Mm. Well, there's this whole debate recently. Like, why do people in biopics have to look like the person, the real person? Why do they have to look like that? <laughs> yeah. Some people are like, you know, can you like emote enough that you embody the the essence of that person? Not that they look completely different, but why do they have to be about the looks? Especially if you have to sacrifice who plays that actor or that person. I think to a degree, yes, because the first people, two people who come to mind 
both of which who should have won Oscars, and I'm still pissed about it. <laughs> but Angela Bassett and What's Love Got to Do with It? Mm-hmm. She doesn't really like Tina Turner. Fair. But yeah. I mean, she like became her. Like she, I mean, she was incredible in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Denzel Washington and Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you complexion wise was different well but. yeah because that's that's what a lot of people said like he you know was darker complexion than malcolm um but it's like that didn't really matter mm-hmm. because he became malcolm right but then see when you talk about that then it it changes because then if it's a darker complexion person that the biopic is based on and you hire a lighter complexion person then that is problematic well, that, well why if it's not problematic the other way around. It, I don't know. I feel like it depends. Because, like, think about the, that Nina movie with, like, Nina Simone. Or with Nina oh, Simone. Gosh. With um, Zoe Saldana. <laughs> oh, gosh. Did anybody <laughs> see that? <laughs> I don't, like, maybe um, 5% of the, I don't know, DC population. <laughs> A very small number of people saw that movie. Uh, but, like, I don't know. Whatever. That's we're getting. That's another conversation. We don't. It is. But it is. all that to say, I feel like you. There does need to be some resemblance. I feel like, especially if it's like someone from the modern era. Like if it's someone we have video of. Like you kind of like need to look like them. Obviously, if you're playing someone from like the 1800s or before, like eh, who really cares? But mm-hmm. yeah. Well, what if they have like very distinct features that like no other actor has like you have to put on prosthetics or you know to look like that person right i just feel like the way jared leto looks in this movie like this is far it's not just like oh like we gave him a prosthetic nose everything else is the same like he like his whole face is like not him like Mm -hmm. i feel like that's that's too far well, how did you feel about, like, um, what's his face? Christian Bale as Dick Cheney. Never would have thought those two individuals looked alike at all. Right. But I think he had to, you know, gain weight and use prosthetics in order to look like Dick Cheney. And he was unrecognizable as Christian Bale. <sighs> I've not seen that movie, though I did want to. Hmm. <sighs> I don't know. I, I still feel like you could have found someone who didn't have to go through all of that but i don't know i don't know that's it's it's a fine line i will say i don't know if she has prosthetics on or if it's just all makeup but um that that tammy faye movie with jessica chastain Mm -hmm. i was shocked do you see the picture of her as tammy Uh faye she like looks like complete like looks like tammy faye like Mm. does not look like jessica chastain at all like i'm pretty excited for that one um but again like i don't think that was i think it was mostly like makeup you know like Mm. i don't know it's it's a fine line okay all right yeah so really it's about the performance for you (laughs) how they do this (laughs) are they good at it or not and then look heart oh i don't know that's hard partially okay partially Okay. But yeah, are you excited about House of Gucci? Um, you know, every preview I have seen, it has really bothered me that Lady Gaga is an Italian woman and has a horrible Italian accent. I don't know, maybe the <laughs> real, uh, I don't remember her actual name, 
Um, maybe she sounds like that, but it just, it, oh, it sounds so fake. It sounds like Mary <laughs> doing that. Oh, no. Accent. Mary on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. She's like, what is it? Bajerno? Bajerno. She sounded better than Mary. Mary's Italian accent was a nightmare. But again, you would know as your people come from Italy. Oh, see. Bellissima. So we uh, can move on to our show we're talking about today, Ready to Love. It's a reality show on OWN, um, and this season is set in D.C. Yes. And I will say, if you have not watched it, there are, what, 10 men and 10 women on the show? Yes. So we're going to be throwing a lot of names out at you, so... Um, maybe pause and like just Google the cast so you'll know like who we're talking about. Yeah. So this is season four of Ready to Love. It is a show on own um, by Will Packer, who did Think Like a Man, Girls Trip, The Photograph, actually, and Little. I did not know that he was involved in those two productions. I think I did know Little. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the show has really evolved since season one. As you mentioned, there are 10 men and 10 women on the cast this season. It was not like that season one. So the first season in Atlanta, they actually had more women than men because the whole premise of the show was that this is reflective of the dating scene, that there are all these women vying for these few men. Oh, I hate that. It was awful. And this was a show on... Own. Oh, that's <laughs> own so a true. women's network, right? <laughs> and it was all about like the men eliminating women. So the men never got eliminated. Never got eliminated. Oh wow! Or I think I think maybe they would choose to leave, but I don't quite remember. But it's not the same setup that it is now. Oh, uh, uh-uh. and there was so much backlash from season one that they thankfully changed the dynamic of the show (laughs) and now it switches off. So it starts off with the same amount of men and women and then each week uh, the power dynamic shifts. So men Mm. have the opportunity to vote off a woman and vice versa. The women have the opportunity to vote off the men. Uh, This week the women had the power to eliminate. And the main couples that they featured were... (laughs) Corey and I feel like I'm about to butcher this woman's name. I apologize. Moomin? Moomin? I think it's Moomin? 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 That sounds better. (laughs) Yeah. Moomin. So it was Corey, Moomin, and Courtney. So Corey was vying for these two women's uh, attention and affection. Um, There was Tyrone, who is, has feelings for Shiloh and Sabrina. And then there was Cornelius and Camille. We also had two new cast members arrive. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a bit of a surprise at a pool party. And they were Sydney and Sean. So first to talk about Cornelius and Camille. <laughs> I was rooting for them until this episode. Were you? Yeah, they seemed, even though, I mean, the signs that Camille was a little cray cray were there from day one. She mm-hmm. like, claimed Cornelius and put her stank on him very early. Not her stank. <laughs> but she was like, it was like kind of playful. I think she was just very intentional initially. Like, I like this man. We have a lot in common. Like, I'm pursuing him. 
And the feeling seemed very mutual from him that he was okay with her little twinges of jealousy (laughs) (laughs) and seemed like he was really liking the attention and feeling Mm. the same. But all of a sudden that shifted once, uh, I guess, Miss Sydney showed up (laughs) and decided to talk to Cornelius. (laughs) And I don't know if it was the liquor, but she called this man... Everything but a child of God. She called him <laughs> a country bumpkin. She called him a fool. She called him naive. Like, she really went in on this man because he was simply having a conversation with other women, as one is supposed to do on, on this a show. dating show. Yeah. But I will give her her credit. She apologized the next day. Girl. <laughs> abusers always apologize (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was sweet that she like acknowledged her shortcomings and he accepted her apology no because even when they met the next day or whenever the next time it was the two of them and then sydney and oh what's his name uh danta Mm mm-hmm and so when Cornelius walks in, Sydney walks up to him and gives him a hug. And Camille is like, oh, Sydney just ran up and gave Cornelius a big old hug. I didn't like, okay, like, can she hug? Like, he came in. Like, what? Should she just, like, don't make eye contact with him? <laughs> but part of me feels for her because while you might be talking to a gentleman who's talking to other women. Mm -hmm. It's not in your face. It's usually not in your face. Okay. But here's the thing. Like, let's be clear. When Sydney uh, started the conversation with Cornelius, they were not touching. They were not (laughs) flirty. They had at least a good two to three feet between them. True. They were like, it was general, just small talk. Like there was nothing disrespectful that happened. Mm -hmm. And Camille, flipped out and she was like what i because i wrote down uh verbatim what she said old country bumpkin ass and then she said feeding into it like a dumbass." like how dare you again it's a dating show you guys are supposed to talk to other people especially like it's not like if he was up here making out with her or you know touching her thigh okay i could see you getting pissed yeah but like this he, he can talk to other people Um, and then the other thing is like, what, it's been three weeks? (laughs) Like, it's not like, cause there's like a show, um, put a ring on it. That kind of like makes me think of the show, but like it's three couples Mm -hmm. and they date other people to see if they're ready to get married. Hmm. Okay. So when they get jealous, I'm like, okay, you've been dating this person for years, Mm -hmm. but Camille, I'm like, do you even know this man's like middle name? And you're like. (laughs) Acting like this is your husband. Well, see, I also think what's hard about this show is there's a lot of on-camera time. Or not a whole lot of on-camera time. There's a lot of off-camera stuff that happens. Like, they will go on dates. They'll talk on the phone. um, You know, they'll date for real, for real outside of this show. Right. And there could be conversations that are being had that might be leading to this he might be telling her you're my number one and i only want to you know be with you type deal which is making her feel like okay he's chosen me so why is he interacting and engaging with these other women far-fetched i know i guess i'm (laughs) trying to give camille a bit of a doubt but 
I mean, I I don't I don't think you're wrong. I, like it does seem like he. I think he's genuinely into her. Yeah. Like, but I feel like her acting like this, especially so early. I feel like that could push him away. Oh, I know, definitely. like, there are some men who, like, oh, like, I kind of like when, like, a girl's, like, a little crazy and possessive. <laughs> like, so maybe that's Cornelius. But I feel like for most people, someone acting like that, like, even if you do, like, really have genuine feelings for them, like, that's going to be, like, a huge red flag. Yeah. He did say he felt stifled by her behavior. Yeah. Which, no bueno. Um, we did forget to mention that this show is, it focuses on people dating in their 30s and 40s. So, like, mature adults, not oh, not young people. Thank you. Thank you, because I did want to bring up, I, I believe Cornelius is 38 and Camille is 42. I'm like, Camille, oh, you... I didn't know she was older than I'm me. like, at your big age. And, like, that's not, because, I mean, 42 is still young, but it's too, you are too mature to be acting like a jealous teenager. That's true. Yeah. All right. <sighs> I was rooting for them until this episode. I I, I kind of, I, I, I really like Cornelius. I think he might be my favorite guy. Because mm, even though she, Camille was super disrespectful to him, like, I, he was, the way he handled it, like, I think he's, like, a really nice patient guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cornelius, if you hear this and it didn't work out with Camille, I too am in DC um, <laughs> and ready to love. Right, <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, I I really do kind of hope they don't work out. I don't think they will. Yeah. I just I don't I just don't think she's ready. Yeah, yeah. Or at least for this setting, this type of setting and environment. Maybe that's what it is too. She can't like this does not gel well with her. I mean, could you could you see yourself with someone like you really liked and you hit it off with, and see them openly like flirting and going out on dates with other people like that? That would be if, weird and uncomfortable. If I was on a show like this and I saw the guy I was really into, um, sitting at a bar mm-hmm. casually talking to another contestant on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Stay. I'm going to try to edit this, but in case I can't, <laughs> the word break is because Cam had to discipline her dog. <laughs> but I could see myself being on a show like this, and if I saw the guy I really liked talking non flirtatiously, sitting a respectable distance apart with another contestant on the show, I, I can't see myself getting. You know, I might kind of, like, be like, what they talking about? But, like, (laughs) Camille was, like, literally walking back and forth behind them, like, just getting pissed. Like, because even um, Moomin was like, uh, like, I thought we were having a good time. And all of a sudden, she's mad. Like, no one else in the show is, like, that jealous. That's true. I guess she's really insecure, which makes me sad. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, it has to be, right? Like, what, what other reason would cause you to behave in that way? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Maybe so. Which is unfortunate. She's a gorgeous woman. Um, yeah, like, she's a, she's a teacher. <laughs> Which I'm like, are your students seeing you on here? Oh, gosh. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like she has a lot to offer. She's just, yeah, maybe she does need a little more self-confidence. Sad. But 
We'll see what happens with them next week. It's not looking good based on the previews. Oh, and I did want to say, too, because later in the episode, the ladies meet to uh-huh. talk about who they want to eliminate. And when Sydney's talking, she says, you know, Cornelius is really cool, but he gave me little brother vibes. So I was like, Camille, you did all of that. <laughs> Had zero interest in this man. You almost lost him over somebody who was not checking for him in the first place. At all. At all. Got too much dip on your chip. Yeah. She need to be worried about Courtney, though. Okay. She is uh, uh-huh. fresh. <laughs> Not fresh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The other couple that was featured was Mr. Tyrone, who has been going around and telling everyone <laughs> that Shiloh is his wife, which is news to Shiloh. <laughs> and has also been dismissing every other woman <laughs> Every talking to other woman. Like, I think there there is something about like choosing and being intentional. But what I found interesting, especially as you get towards the end of the episode, they had never been on a first date. Like he had never been on a date with this woman. Forgot about that. And he's going around telling people like she could be my wife, (laughs) and he doesn't even know that she feels the same. Like. I actually think I would be weirded out by that if someone told me that. I think, like, from Shiloh's reaction, I think she was kind of like, whoa. (laughs) That's a lot. Yeah, she was like, I mean, you know, I'm not going to switch up my process. (laughs) I'm still going to talk to who I want to talk to. Yeah. Because I feel like I can't remember who she was into the previous episode, but I don't remember it being Tyrone. Phil? Was it Phil? I think it was. Let me see. Um, yeah, it was Phil. Yeah, like, she seemed really into Phil, so I'm like, clearly these men don't be talking. If <laughs> Right. Tyrone thinks he's uh, number one. <laughs> and then went so far as to, like, tell the other woman that he was interested in, Sabrina, that he thinks Shiloh could be his wife. <laughs> and then also last week, he let somebody go. He did. He did. Although, I felt like that was warranted. She didn't seem to be having many connections with anyone else. Oh, she did. Yeah. She felt a little thirsty towards the end. Not, not, yeah, a little thirsty towards the end. Those are in Carrie, I think. I cannot think of her name. Sorry, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was Carrie. Was it Carrie? I think that was her name, yeah. With the braids? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I could see why she was a little hurt. Because it seemed like she was maybe the most into him. The who? The Carrie? Carrie. Oh. But he wasn't into her. Yeah, but I mean... But still, he didn't need to... It's like he's cutting off these women like this is like The Bachelor. Like, (laughs) like, I'm, I'm so sorry you don't get a rose this week. And it's like, that's... You don't have to do this. Like, everybody... You can keep talking to everybody. Like... You don't have to let people down gently like everybody's playing the game. True. I think, did he mention he was like kind of shy and awkward? Was he one of those people that said Yeah, I think he said that in like the first episode. Like he's like an awkward like tech guy or something. I think it's coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe he's one of those people that like, he doesn't like to expend unnecessary energy. So if he's not feeling you, he's just going to tell you right out like, we don't, we don't have to do this. We don't have to waste each other's time. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just focus on Shiloh. 
I I guess that's true, but then if that's the case, don't sign up for a show like this. Fair. Fair. But, I, yeah. It just seems like he... I think he rubbed... He pro- I feel like he probably would have still been on if he hadn't have done that. So I think that rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah. Including definitely. Shiloh. <laughs> definitely. Um, I didn't quite understand her tearing up in like the the ladies lounge where they were talk- discussing the men and who they think should be going home. She like started crying talking about how overwhelmed she felt about I guess him expressing his feelings and her not getting her feeling pressured by him but also not having the time to get to know him better and like explore those feelings. And I was kind of like, I mean, girl, you still got his number. Like, just because he's <laughs> off the show, don't mean you can't talk to him. Like, he's not gone forever. <laughs> That's what I always forget about this show. I feel like it's so different from most other dating shows where, like, they're not all living in the same house. You can exchange phone numbers. Mm-hmm. It's like you meet up and then you go home and live your life. And you can talk to whoever you want to. Like, yeah. I Because I was thinking, like, oh, like, she really... You know, she did really have feelings for him, but that's so true. Like, you can you call him tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to end if you don't want it to. <laughs> right. So something about that felt a little inauthentic to me, but yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I, I think it was authentic. I Also, maybe she was just worried about hurting his feelings. Mm. Yeah, definitely. But then she volunteered to be the one to send him home. But I mean, <laughs> on their first date. <laughs> but she probably felt like a responsibility because he had such strong feelings for her. Yeah. So like, I could see being like, I should be the one to like, let him down. Like, who's she going to send like, somebody who did have a St. Camille? <laughs> <be> like, <laughs> anyway, Playboy, we don't think you're ready. Like, <laughs> Speaking of, can how do you feel about that language that they use? Like, you are not ready to love when they eliminate you. I think it's kind of corny. I'd be offended, honestly. I would be so offended. <laughs> like, I'm not ready? How about you not ready? <laughs> I feel like, like, I don't know. Something about that implies that there is something wrong with the individual that's getting eliminated when really it could be it's just that like you're not meshing with the people that are on this show i mean that's true because i think outside of the next person we'll talk about i think (laughs) everyone could have been ready to love they just didn't click with people here or you know whatever the case may be but i just think you know it's the show's little courty branding so you gotta say it I don't think you should take it personal if they, you know, if you get eliminated, they say that to you. Yeah. But, like your girl, uh, <laughs> the first episode, when they said she wasn't ready, she said, ooh! <laughs> 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 like, that's how I would feel! Like, uh, okay, alright. <laughs> like, there's something about it that is just, like, really... I feel like it could really hurt someone's feelings if you're sensitive, such as me. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm, I, you know, I'm sensitive, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, I think I would just be like, okay, like, y'all are whack. 
I mean, I, I think like, <laughs> it would hurt my feelings more to be eliminated than the language that was used. Mm. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Something about that and like when they take the like person who's also on the chopping block and like kind of warns them like, hey, we almost eliminated you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just don't know where you go from there. You know, like I'm not about to like, I mean, I know it's a, a competition show, but I'm not about to like step my game up and like <laughs> compete for you niggas like if it doesn't work it doesn't work like i feel like if someone sat me down and told me i was about to get eliminated like that uh what's her name to to fisa to uh to see to see she's kind of almost been eliminated twice now mm-hmm. i feel like if i were her i would just i would bow out because she's not really building connections with anybody yeah and at this point it feels a little forced but the other thing i wonder like you said there's so much that happens off camera i wonder if there is stuff like if she is having like phone conversations with like some of the guys or something and they're just not showing it to us on the show Mm, could be because otherwise, I feel like, I'd be like, okay, like, I'm just going to leave. And then y'all motherfuckers won't talk to me. Like, I can go home. <laughs> right. I'm ready to love somebody. Right. Not y'all. <laughs> the Metro's right here. <laughs> Is the bus still running? Right. Okay. So that, uh, I guess we find out that Tyrone gets eliminated. Yes. In this episode. Yeah. Um, to the third and final kind of love triangle sorry can i ask you yes before we go to the third uh the final thruple should we talk (laughs) about the two new people at all oh yeah we should we should sydney and sean yes and sydney who the internet is calling ashanti (laughs) (laughs) are they does she have sideburns rude <laughs> hey ashanti uh, was known for her sideburns don't give that as don't someone who that. has sideburns don't do ashanti <laughs> they were her staple what do you mean <laughs> no but they were saying that because like she her she, like i didn't think about it until I, I read that and i was like oh she does kind of favor ashanti a little bit hmm i could i could see it they're both yeah. beautiful women yeah both beautiful women um i don't did she didn't really have a connection with anybody i guess she knew frank from I guess outside Being of DC the show. club promoters or something. <laughs> something something in the DC nightlife, yeah. Something. But she did have a connection with um Danta, the I think it's a personal trainer or something from Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah, they went on that date. And I haven't trip. seen him connect with anybody, so I'm like, okay, this could be cute. Like, yeah. she's not stealing anybody's man, so that's true. I mean, you know, I I don't think they gave her enough airtime to really. Show. get a good gauge of her yeah, yeah 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 and i mean i guess she really only had that pool party <laughs> to get to know people yeah um and i mean camille was mad at her for half of that so. <laughs> did she even know and then because they went on the date the next day together right yeah but then she <laughs> before she even talked to cornelia she was her and sean the new guy were sitting there with Camille and Zadia? Zadia? Zadia. Mm -hmm. Zadia. And I guess she was asking Sean too many questions for Camille's liking. She was like, I mean, should we go? Y'all can just date. (laughs) So, I mean, Camille was like, already had a steak attitude from the beginning. She was feisty. She was feisty. (laughs) Right. Um, So, you know, I'm glad that uh, they'll both, but especially Sydney, she'll get a chance, hopefully, to, you know, get to know Donta. A little better yeah 
That could be a cute little love connection. Yeah. What'd you think about her, her new man, Sean? You know, I thought there was promise with mm-hmm. uh, him and Aisha until they brought up the kid thing. Like, they were they were going yeah. down a really cute direction. Mm-hmm. They were feeling each other. And then got to kids. I feel like he's one of those people, like, just say you want kids, man. <laughs> just say you want kids. Right. Like, right. just say that. Like, dead it all. Um, and Aisha's basically not on that wave. She wants to be naked and on a beach with her mate. <laughs> I mean, I know that's right. <laughs> oh, I thought that was cute. Um, but yeah, they they seemed like a good match. Um, they are calling Sean the Tommy. Uh, the was, Tommy Ford of the season. He was like, you know, I'm an actor, writer, entrepreneur. It's like, okay, but... <laughs> well, that's actually... That's what Something he said. tangible. <laughs> Right. How do you make your money? <laughs> right. Who pays? Me? I'm like, we're all writers and actors, but <laughs> um, which is interesting because in his like confessionals, he said all that, but then when he introduced himself to the ladies, he said, "I'm a creative. I create things." Oh, that's right. That's right. So he didn't even give them that much. No, I think he said the writer part. But then he also said, I'm a creative. I create things. <laughs> what do you create, sir? Because I think it he doesn't did... make money. Right. right. <laughs> so I think he did the same thing on the date with Aisha, right? And she was like, but like, what's your job? Right. You, you have a W-2. No job, man. <laughs> but I, I don't really. Who else could he have a connection with outside of I don't Aisha. see him for anybody. I don't either. Sadly. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> no, I'm sure he'll find somebody else in, in Chocolate City. He'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other uh, other couples this week that you wanted to talk about? <sighs> no, I think we can uh, go on to the, the... Oh, I will say, I, from Jump, I felt like Sabrina and Walter just need to go head off together. But they haven't really shown them together since. Wait, Walter is the like light skinned, bald head with a beard. Yeah, the widower. But they they literally haven't had a moment since that first episode. He's gone out on dates with Courtney, uh, Mumin, mm-hmm. Mumin, and someone else. He went on a date with like they haven't even really shown well, them they together. The little since. moment at the pool where she's talking about I like a rose because it's closed and then, and then it opens up. What she spread them legs. <laughs> 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 Giving him that imagery. <laughs> right. But they just seem, I don't know, they just seem very equally yoked. Like, they just seem like they match well. Except for the kids thing. I think he still wants kids, and she oh. does not. Okay, I forgot about that. She has one kid, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that part. Dang. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. They, I, I initially thought they would have been, like, Cornelius and Camille. Like, just <laughs> right. coupled up from right. day one. Yeah. But I think the kid thing, is that's a Dang. deal. That can be a deal breaker for people. Yeah. What is it with men just having to extend their bloodline? <laughs> not even that special. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
Oh, finally, the throuple of Corey, <sighs> Mumin, Mumin, what? I think it's Mumin. Mumin, lovely name, and Courtney. Mm, mm, mm. I haven't found either one of these, like, pairings believable from day one. <laughs> I feel like they have been, like, stringing along this Corey, like, storyline <laughs> just for ratings and drama. He should have been eliminated day one. Absolutely. I was so mad he didn't get eliminated because I felt like I think the first guy was named Lamont. <laughs> Sounds familiar, <laughs> probably. I'm so sorry. I feel like that's not right, but he felt like Lamont. <laughs> but Def Jam poetry. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, but I felt like. Nobody was really checking for Lamont and like <laughs> I mean no shade. But I just he I didn't see him clicking with anybody on yeah. the show. And then we saw Corey running around to every woman, like, Can I get your number? Can I take you out Friday? Are you free Saturday? Are you free Saturday evening? Like he was spacing <laughs> these women out to have like three dates a day. And once all the women found out, like and he said himself, like you know, I just copy and paste. I say the same thing to all the women. Yes. Just so I can get, I'm the first date king. And But then it's like, you got called out. Like, so clearly you're not good at it. No. And so I. I or this tactic would work in the real world. Not when if, people can't talk to each other. Right. Not when they're all on a show together. <laughs> We're all in the same room. But yeah, like, I wanted him to get kicked off because I was, I, I was like, if Lamont clicks with somebody, great. If not, whatever. But I felt like Corey could weasel his way back in if he stayed, and that's what happened. <sighs> and with two women, which I was shocked by. Two. I I don't know if I took the Courtney one seriously, because she never really seemed that into him. She just kind of seemed like, okay, I'll give this nigga some, a little bit of play. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's being sweet, so I'll, I'll, I'll give him a chance. Mm-hmm. But... Con artist, man. <laughs> Straight up con artist. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, what killed me was when, so at the pool party, he <laughs> apparently showed up early to leave all these love notes for Courtney <sighs> so expressing corny. his love for her. The notes were so corny and they really weren't even of substance. <laughs> like, you're my first crush. Like, sir, you're 40. I guarantee I'm not your first crush. <laughs> Did you go to first grade? <laughs> Lies. Um, and then once the Mumin finds out about this, she confronts him about it. And he's like, well, why are people telling you that? Why are people in our business? <laughs> right. Why Why are you believing them? Why aren't you believing me? <laughs> like, never directly answered her question. Um, That's what he said, uh, but did you see me leave the notes? <laughs> like, it was very like, you gonna believe what you see or you gonna believe what I tell you? <laughs> right. Right. Never gave her a straight answer. Never. Just focus on us. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want you to be my parents. Just focus on us. <laughs> like, oh, he's just such... He's so, he's so corny. 
even when like Courtney was trying to figure out who was leaving the notes, Walter was like, "That sounded like something Corey would do. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like some Courtney shit he would do. <laughs> he's a type. Like he's just, he's whack and he's lame and he calls himself the first date king. Every first date I saw him on, <laughs> I would have been extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> like, extremely uncomfortable. It's too much, too fast." Yes. And then, once the ladies get to compare notes, they find out Mr. Copy and Paste has been copy and pasting all of his conversations and feelings. Including that I want you to meet my parents. (gasps) Oh my god. How many women have these parents probably met through the years? (laughs) I wonder if they ever actually even meet his parents or if he just says that to keep them going for a little while longer oh definitely probably keeps it going yeah probably yeah but it's like sir did you not you do know you're being filmed right like (laughs) you have a mic on like we can hear you we're gonna watch this back (laughs) that's so true even if you end up with one of them like they're eventually going to watch this yeah like i would not feel special at all if i were either one of those ladies and i felt so bad because mumin was like uh, you know he said he wanted me to meet his parents and like i he told me like his family that's like a big deal to him so i know this is a big deal like he he almost had her going he is woo but much to everyone's delight, there was a double elimination this episode, and the ladies decided to also send Corey home. Yes, thank God. Uh, and I was—I really enjoyed in when the ladies met up to discuss who they were going to eliminate. Mm-hmm. And Courtney, she brought some of the notes with her. <laughs> she was like, "It's so sweet." <laughs> and then Mumi was like, well, "Wait a minute!" And then they both figured out. You know, he was telling them the same thing. Come meet my parents, all that stuff. And I love that they were both like, "Oh, nah, fuck him." Like yeah. it was, ne- it was never any animosity between them. Yeah. Like I, I just loved, like, yeah, like don't go against each other. Like go against this man who's been like bullshitting both of y'all. Yes, and even when he got eliminated, he said <laughs> they were going to get their time to be queen (laughs) i have that written down too i was like who do you think you are thank you (laughs) like they lost and they were each gonna have their time to feel special like (laughs) sir i don't i don't know who 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 has hyped you up and told you that you were the first date king but you're not like this is corny like you're too old to be acting this way and doing these things this is some straight up like college high school type stuff this i i've Honestly, until I had to write these notes for this episode, I was having a hard time remembering everybody's name. Um, so I was calling him the poor man Sterling K. Brown, like, the whole time. <laughs> His ego is just, like, it's disgusting. And, like, even when Courtney tells him, like, uh, you're not ready, love, he said, I already knew that. I knew that before I got here. <laughs> I've not been on that. Like like anything to like save face. And actually, like when I was watching it in real time Friday night, I tweeted something like for Corey to brag so much about, you know, his game and how good it is, like, or his game and whatever, his effects on women. Like, he's really terrible at this. Like, awful. And I said, um, 
I was like, it was when he was having that conversation with Mumin, and I was like, um, go off, sis, or something. And Mumin retweeted it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, look at that. I really hope I'm saying your name right, because I'm, I'm rooting for you. Yeah. Um, Which is so disappointing, because I remember when he first came on the screen, I was like, oh, he's cute. He's handsome. Oh. He had, I think he had like a pink like jacket on, linen, whatever. He was... He would. I Corey liked, did it for you. I like tall, dark, and handsome. I'm not saying he was a he wasn't the best looking, but I thought he was cute. And then he opened his mouth and just instantly unattractive. You know what? I feel like yeah, he might be somebody. If his personality was different, that might change the way I saw him. Mm-hmm. I think his personality is just such a turn off. Thousand percent. Yeah, I remember when. Um, the pictures of the cast like first came out mm-hmm. and like they had the picture of the 10 guys and on Twitter, somebody was like, they just walked in. Okay. So let me park at 14th. <laughs> Don't live in DC. <laughs> it is a nightclub in DC for bougie black people. Professional blacks. <laughs> <laughs> Where the professional blacks go when they, I guess, want to be seen and want to stunt. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. Park and 14 would be the place for that. So I'm sure there's a place like that in your city. But <laughs> so somebody was like, it looks like they just went in the park and grabbed the first 10 guys. <laughs> first I was like, that's exactly what this looks like. But I will say, for because I feel like looking at the pictures... I think I, I thought, I was like, either, like, Cornelius or Frank, maybe. I think I was like, okay, like, I could, I kind of see it for, like. Really? Yeah. I was Frank? Like, I think Frank's cute. That's the bartender guy, or, like, uh-huh. the mixologist, whatever. Um, I can't, it was one of them, and I thought their pictures were cute. But I don't think the pictures did justice, because on the show. I agree. I agree. They're so much more handsome on the show than they were in those pictures. I don't know who the photographer Sorry to the photographer, but <laughs> you did not do them justice. I agree. I didn't think anyone was attractive from the photos. <laughs> yeah. And then once I saw the show, I was like, oh, they, they actually did a really, this is a good crop of men as far as like looks and profession wise. Yeah. I thought they did like a pretty good job. Yeah. That, yeah. Definitely did not do most of them justice. I like, um, what's his name? Oh gosh. He's like night nine. Niam? Oh, I think he has a little thing with Zadi, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They seem like they're going to be a really cute couple. But he he seems like... He seems very mature. I think he was the one who eliminated someone. Maybe Carrie? I think Carrie, yep. Like, he did that in a really gentle mm-hmm. and professional and mature way that made me really like him. Yeah, I I feel like I don't see them a ton. Right, I wish he yeah. got more airtime. Yeah, maybe now that the Corey drama's over, we'll see <laughs> more of them. Um, but yeah, I they from what I've seen, they seem like a good like level headed yeah. pairing. And going like you said that that what he did do that elimination very nicely or whatever. Um, yeah. But this week I. I definitely felt like Tyrone and Corey got the eliminations they deserved. <laughs> like, like Tyrone had a lot of sensitivity and hugs and tears and Corey just had, you know, I guess Courtney's attitude and just being over him. And she also, got up and walked off, right? She yeah, she, she did. She, she left. Also, I think Corey and Tyrone are like 
<laughs> there was like the polar opposites mm. where Tyrone just had like this like not brutal honesty but like he was just like honest to a fault mm-hmm. where it was like ooh, a little too honest and then Corey obviously was just telling yeah. lies left and right and you just kind of see how like neither one of those work yeah. at least not in this setting yeah well I mean Corey doesn't work in any setting but <laughs> yeah Tyrone was laser focused and mm-hmm. Corey was casting a very wide net <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Corey's just like anybody <laughs> anybody will take him oh when he he pissed me off so much that first episode when he said i think he asked like carry out and he was like i never should have did that and then why did you do it (laughs) why did you do it but i feel like the only reason he said that because she was the one who blew his spot up right yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes she did otherwise (laughs) you would have asked her out like (laughs) he just has one too many oh terrible (laughs) So, uh, you saw the previews for next week, right? Yes. So, we see Courtney and Cornelius getting, Mm -hmm. which I'm glad Camille's not there because her head would have exploded. Courtney loves to touch a thigh. That's her move. But then, I feel like from the previous date that she went on with them, she kind of established that they were not on the same wavelength. He wanted to, like wait i think until marriage oh, for god yeah least, like, a serious relationship yes. um maybe he was just saying that for the show and optics but <laughs> i just i'm kind of i'm a little confused i'm I'm interested to see how that evolves because yeah. i mean he is good looking so i i, I get it yeah. <laughs> i get it he seems so sweet yeah something about them like doesn't seem equally yoked yeah and i'm also kind of like she just had a baby, so. Wait, what? Yeah, she just had a baby. Like, <laughs> wait, Courtney had a baby? Yes. She said, like, she's a single mom, and, like, she hadn't, it hadn't been too long since she had birthed this child. Oh, wait, how did I miss this? <laughs> was this in the casting special? She... No, this, I didn't even watch that. This is the first episode. <laughs> Wow, I maybe that's when I was still like trying to get everybody like in my mind. Uh, how is so? Is the kid like at least one or older? I don't think so. <gasps> I think it is less than one. Oh my gosh! Um, or at most one, but I I don't know. Some <laughs> some have said maybe she's on the rebound. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> things didn't work out with I the baby daddy. Yeah. So she's a little little starved for affection and maybe her father for this child. I don't know. Oh wow. But I don't I don't know that something about her and Cornelius just doesn't seem like it would work out. Yeah. But Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I think at first I thought, oh, they would be a good match, like at the very beginning. But now I I agree. Hmm. Um, and it also, it looks like Camille's having a sit down with someone, and it's like she's about to be eliminated. Yeah. And she starts cursing them out. Uh, but what I, because I wonder if this is going to be another double elimination, or if she's actually the one who gets eliminated, or. Hmm. If they're going to be like, you know, you, we were on the fence about you. And I'm like, what if, what if it's like that last one where it's like the warning 
but she thinks she's about to get eliminated, so she just starts cursing him out, like, preemptively. Seems like something she would do. <laughs> right. <laughs> something she would do. And you're like, wait, no, we, we still think you're ready for her ready to love. Mm. But if she... Yeah. I, I, I kind of feel like she needs to go home. I feel like it... I feel like it has to be either her or to to Lisa to Fisa <laughs> to see to see where am I getting to Fisa? like to Blisi <laughs> to see because she hasn't she hasn't made a connection with anybody yeah yeah I don't know I guess it's now it's like either her not making connection with anybody or Camille just being like um really volatile what was it say she's kind of of a similar fate as Tyrone. She's made it very clear mm. that she's only after one person. Yeah. And so if that one person isn't feeling you, then mm. kind of backed yourself into a corner. Oh, and then that would be kind of messed up too. If she is getting eliminated and Cornelius isn't the one to do it. But to be fair, because I was like, yeah, I, I feel like that's uh, that was a nice thing that Shiloh did being like, the, I want to be the one who did it. But if I was Cornelius, I probably would not want to tell Camille that either. Oh, no. She'd probably leap, leap across the table and <laughs> like, try and choke him. <laughs> like, it's probably in everyone's best interest <laughs> that that does not happen. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, so that is uh, Ready to Love. Yeah. Episode 5, Season 4 comes on Fridays at 8, 7 central on OWN. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was recorded. I never I never watched it in real time. This is my first time watching in real time. Pretty sure that was, yeah. That was 8 p.m. because then I watched Love After Walk Up at 9. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Check it out and let us know what you think. Yeah, and let us know who your favorite couples are. Yeah. Or your favorite people. Who are you rooting for? Yeah. If it ain't Camille and Cornelius. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope it's not. So I'll ask you really quick, if you were on the show, who would you be gunning after? Mm. Hmm. Oh, God, I can't remember everybody's names. Um, <laughs> if you give me a description, I might know. I was going to say, maybe not nine. Okay. Maybe. I think so. You know, he's tall, dark, and handsome, and mm-hmm. he seems very mature and laid back and yeah. chill. Yeah, I feel like we could we would vibe. Um, outside of that, I can't. You know, Cornelius is already taken, so <laughs> <laughs> pretend that C- Camille and there's no one in your way. It's the very first episode. Uh, that's that's kind of the only one I I think that's coming to mind. I'm, I can't, like, visualize any of the other men. Okay. But he seems to be the only one that's kind of my traditional type. Mm, okay. Okay. What about you? I think, obviously, I really like Cornelius. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, not, not like that. Not like, oh, like, I have a crush on him, but I just think he's so nice. So, <laughs> I guess that's my type, just nice. Um, so, probably him... Uh, I don't know. I I do think Frank is really cute. Hmm. So I don't know why something about him shaking up them cocktails that, that <laughs> episode is really attractive. 
attractive to me. Not not that Black Boy Joy is not <laughs> attractive, but something about it was just like, oh. oh my God. Can black men not have fun? Can they not enjoy themselves? Wow. Something about, wow. I don't know. It was a turn off for I me. Actually, I actually saw somebody say something like that on Twitter, like, this made me uncomfortable or something. <laughs> Like, it was really aggressive. Like, I just, I've never seen anyone shake a cocktail that hard. <laughs> but if I remember correctly, because that's when he had the date with Tasia, and I think he was, like, trying to, like, make her laugh or, like, get her to engage, and she just, like, wasn't. Yeah. So I think he was just trying to do, like, whatever he could do. It's uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't think too much about it. I, have to, I need to go back and look at it, but, yeah. Man, I guess one, one of them. Okay. All right. Well, Frank or Cornelius, if you're still single, holler at us. <laughs> Naeem. Well, I'm not single, but all right. <laughs> you can have friends. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. All righty. Right, so what are you watching this week, Cam? Um, This week, I think I'm going to check out... <laughs> So, you know, I watch a lot of Drag Race, and I have been watching UK Drag Race, and they talk a lot about this show called Towie, or The Only Way is Essex. Oh, I've heard of that. So, I think I'm finally going to start watching that, just because they're constantly referencing it, and then apparently there's this, you know, Snooky-type character called Gemma Collins. So, I just want to know what the British... Oh, I know that. I know her name, Gemma Collins. is like... Let me (laughs) check out Towie. Okay. Um, Where do you watch it? Oh, it's on Amazon. Amazon. Oh wow! Also, where is um UK Drag Race? Is it World of Wonder? Is it Paramount? Where? Yes, you have to World of Wonder. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. You okay. Shell out them coins oh. to see it. Just give me your password. Uh, I can't actually because it's through my Amazon Prime. So <gasps> why do the girls keep doing that? Don't do it. <laughs> I just because my friend gave me her uh, Discovery Plus and it was she was Ooh. like my trial is through Amazon. I'm like don't do it through Amazon. Like, <laughs> So I can have it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna check that out. And then apparently Dexter, the show Dexter on Showtime is coming back. After oh, I saw that. being off for several years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm gonna check that out. Dexter, New Blood. Okay. I have low expectations because I feel like it went off for a reason. And I don't quite know why it's coming back, but I was a fan. So I'm gonna <laughs> check it out. What are, what are you gonna have your eyes on this week? So this week on Married at First Sight, it is the um, decision week. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. Um, Only, yeah, only one of the couples seems, I would say, quite steady Mm -hmm. for being married at first sight. Usually how it goes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then there's another couple who I could see going either way and then everybody else. Like, I just they probably should not continue. So (laughs) I'm excited to watch that. The uh, Real Housewives of Potomac, uh, we are in the midst of the four part reunion. Mm -hmm. So part two comes on Sunday. Uh, I started watching the Prince on HBO max. The Prince. Oh, the like animated (laughs) (laughs) Prince William or Harry. 
It's about Prince William's son, George. Oh, yes, yes. And so, um, I, I don't, I think I, maybe I started watching it because um, when Lisa Renna, somebody else were on Watch What Happens Live, they were saying, oh, I think the creator of The Prince. Hmm. And they were talking about her being on on the show or the other, like, so all the Beverly Hills housewives, like, voice uh, themselves on one, on just on one episode. Oh, so it's supposed okay. to be, like, Megan Markle joins um, the cast of Beverly Hills Housewives. Oh. And so they go visit Buckingham Palace. But it's, like, I don't know. It's good. Like, I feel like there's some parts that are pretty mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I mean, you some of these people obviously you don't feel that bad for mm. and i do feel like they don't go as hard on like megan and harry okay. um as they do some of the other people but um yeah it's only like the episodes are i think usually like 12 13 minutes long so they're pretty mm. quick to get into but it's just you know when you just want to watch something like after a long day like it's good to okay. watch that um and then the last thing i am embarrassed to say this but I started The Mandalorian last year, I guess, mm-hmm. and I just never finished it. Same. I just, I forget about Disney Plus. Oh. I just, because I never open it hardly. So I was like, oh, let me get back into that. And then last night I watched like three or four episodes of it. Like it got so good. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably like finish the rest of season one this week. Are there, there's two seasons, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah, I'm still on like episode two. I think that's where I left off. (laughs) Oh, dang. I I feel like it started a little slow. Very. Yeah. Extremely so. Yeah. It it picks up, though. You get a little more action. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, um, next week, uh, we are going to do a film spotlight on the Netflix film, The Harder They Fall. Ooh, yeah. That should be a good one. Yeah. All righty. Well... Where can they find us on social media, Val? Oh, I forgot about this part. <laughs> what are our handles? So on Instagram and Facebook, it's Their Eyes Were Watching TV, all one word. And on Twitter, it's T-E-W-W-T-V Podcast. Yes. Like, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you're watching, what you'd like us to watch and talk about. Yeah. All righty. Till next time. All right. Bye. Bye.